Well, if 2020 hasn't brought enough unexpected events for us, in June, England had a tornado outbreak. Yes, they had 27 tornadoes in 40 hours. So on top of the whirlwind of the pandemic and how it's disrupted our lives, there were further violent storms. And it got me to thinking about the aftermath of a tornado or a whirlwind, that spiraling wind that picks everything up and then just dumps it as it's moved it along in a place that's foreign, an unfamiliar place where the order that had gone before is no longer. There's destruction and the loss is apparent. In the immediate aftermath, my guess, because I've never been there personally, there must be mixed emotions, a disbelief, a grief, a cry of what now? Everything's gone. And a searching for what can be salvaged to rebuild our lives as it was, to recreate what we had. And then there's the realization, well, we can never have it as we had it before. And it's in that pause between what was and what will come that turns us to look forward. From those ashes, hope arises. Dreams begin. It's a new start. A new normal is birthed. An improvement on what was in some ways. Leaving behind those things that hinder us or those things that are not ordered needed. Well, we're in that pause now, aren't we? Um, beyond the crisis of the pandemic, uh, we're not out of it completely, but some things we're starting to reclaim. Right now, the focus is on reclaiming holidays as best we can. But as we look to reclaim and rebuild, let's use it as a place of vision, a place to move forward and a place to shape the future. So what is church gonna look like for us going forward? I, like, I have no clue, I don't have the answer yet, the, the instructions keep changing. But I think we need to go back to the early church to rediscover what a thriving, powerful, growing church is. The church unleashed and unstoppable in Isaiah 43, verse 19, it says this, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? See, I am doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? Now, at this point, it is good to remind ourselves that the church is not the church building. So while the church is closed, the church building is closed, the church isn't closed because you and I are the church. At the beginning of Acts, um, the people were in somewhat the aftermath of a tornado or of a whirlwind. Jesus had died, he's risen, he'd ascended. And here they, he was no longer on earth performing the miracles in person. He was no longer there for crowds to gather and for him to give his wisdom. The disciples were no longer being taught in the same way. They were on their own. And some people were hiding in fear of their lives for being followers of Jesus. And so, like with the tornado or the whirlwind, the 
believers of Jesus were in a new place. Eleven disciples, soon to be twelve, again proclaiming the gospel, bringing the good news. Well, that's going to take quite a lot of time without social media and Zoom, isn't it? And I bet Peter sat there thinking on Sundays, great, Jesus, you left me here as the rock on which you're going to build your church. How on earth am I going to do it? How am I going to get these people on board? I've only got 120 believers, which is great, but the excitement's wearing off. And some of them are starting to stray back to their old ways. What can I do to get them to believe, to live as they should, to grow in maturity in their faith? Well, basically, things haven't changed for church leaders since those times, and especially in a pandemic, as we all ask those questions. But then it happened. On the day of Pentecost, there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the first revival recorded, unexpected, unpredictable. The power of the Holy Spirit entering into the lives of believers, turning people to Christ. There, in that moment, the church was unleashed. One touch of the Holy Spirit and you can't stay as you were. Each person filled with the Spirit becomes someone who can share the good news of Jesus because they've encountered Jesus. Each person beginning to understand new things about the Scriptures because the Holy Spirit reveals it to them. Each person on fire, passionate about the things of God, unleashed, and the church grew. Nothing could stop them. So what did this unleashed church then look like? Well, the early church gathered in homes. Sound familiar? They gathered um, in the temple courts daily and in their homes daily. They were so passionate, so on fire through the power of the Holy Spirit that they couldn't get enough of it. And so they gathered together and they shared their desire in learning about Jesus. And they were completely, completely devoted. And they drew together around four distinctive acts, which today we call the marks of the church. Firstly, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Today we have the Bible, we have the scriptures. They soaked it up, they shared the stories, they debated them, they learned together. And the Holy Spirit revealed things through each other. I can imagine there were one or two heated discussions. We wouldn't be church without it. But they were absolutely, wholeheartedly, undistractedly devoted to Jesus. Secondly, they had fellowship. Now, this is community. When the Holy Spirit is in people, then community is unleashed. John Wesley, when asked why so many people came to hear him speak, is credited with saying, and some people say it wasn't him, but it's a good saying anyway, I set myself on fire and people come to watch me burn. You see, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're like magnets for people. We're able to love. People belong. Anybody can come 
We are inclusive of everyone. And there, drawn together, we do life together. Thirdly, they broke bread. Jesus at the Last Supper said, break bread, do this in remembrance of me. And my body broken, drink this cup, do this in remembrance of me and the new covenant. We're called to break bread together. And in that coming together, we remember the cost. We remember the life we are drawn into. And we're able to recommit time and time again to be wholeheartedly devoted as we share with grateful hearts and sincere hearts in the meal Jesus asked us to do. And lastly, they prayed together. Well, it's been so wonderful uh, for the last 20 weeks, I think it is, that we've had a weekly prayer meeting. I'm so encouraged every week uh, by everyone joining. But actually what's happened in that time is we've drawn together as a community. We've grown in our faith as we've seen some answer prayer and people have shared. We have been vulnerable and we have prayed for others. And in that generosity of praying to others, a community is drawn together. We do life together as we pray for one another. And prayer focuses us on the things of God. And it gives God the opportunity to speak to us, which is probably more important. It builds us up, it encourages us, and it carries us. The four marks of the church, scripture, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayer all unleashed by the power of the Holy Spirit in each of us as we invite the Holy Spirit in. I think we now have the opportunity to build new expectations of church and who we're going to be. Let's be a church that is unleashed in our day, devoted to Jesus, gathering in many different ways. When we gather in the building, it is going to be different. But instead of looking back to what we had, let's look forward because we serve the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And however we can do church in that space, we can encounter Jesus. We come filled with the Holy Spirit and God can touch us as we enter into those four marks. We probably need a combination of gatherings, so we still need to continue in our homes, gather in our, one of our hubs. We can, we can create more, gather in friendship groups as Bible studies, be devoted together, hold each other accountable, disciple each other, and be there for each other. It's not going to be the same, but new beginnings are exciting and they can be all the more powerful if that's what we want and we ask God for it. So let's be hungry, let's be devoted, and let's ignite others with the power of the Holy Spirit. We're in exciting times. Revival is coming. There's a new move of the Spirit already beginning. So church, rise up. Be filled with the Holy Spirit be fully devoted, be unleashed, and together let's see the kingdom of heaven come. Amen.